I believe the podcast has started. For those of you waiting for the podcast to begin, it has already begun. It's the Bob and Zip show. Say hi, Zip. Well, hello. Hello, gentlemen. I use that term loosely. Along with Ed Kelly in Detroit. I'm in uh, Malibu Canyon today in California, which is almost dropping into the ocean uh, <laughs> with mudslides and uh, lots of other stuff. Uh, Zip is in the Boston suburb of Shrewsbury, Massachusetts. And Ed Kelly is in Detroit. And so many Seattle people uh, want to find out what Ed's favorite charity is so they can say thank you and give some dough to uh, Detroit, who, as a charitable move, helped the Seahawks get in to the playoffs. <laughs> more on that. Yeah. More on that with Downtown Joe, who will be joining us, and Spike O'Neill, as well as a positive law segment from Sean Alexander. And we'll no. break apart the new Avatar movie, uh, which... I went to with my son to preview it for my five and eight-year-old granddaughter and to find out if it's kid-friendly. Right here we are at the start of the show, and uh, thank you for joining us. This is the first week that we did the uh, emails to people who wanted to watch the show from the very beginning. Uh, we sent out three thousand. We have a three thousand person mailing list. Wow! And um, what I was no the idea. ROI? I'm curious. Return on investment for that? You really I, want I don't actually have that kind of. You know. I ain't got a whole huge staff here like Facebook. Yeah. I'm basically, if you've ever seen that guy with the, uh, with the monkey and the hi-hat and the... That's me. Oh, look, there, there are a whole lot of people at the outset. Uh, yeah. Steven says hi. Steven, are you there? Good afternoon, Bob. Zippin That's good. Excited to be um, on the first oh. live stream. Look at that. Mad Max is there. Hey, great to see you, Bob Zip. Brent, you can do a impression of Brent. No one's going to know it's inaccurate. Go ahead. Hello, I'm Brent from Maltby. Hello from Puget Sound. He says Piglet Sound. <laughs> from the Piglet Sound. Very good. <laughs> do your Travis. Oh, hello, I'm Travis. Happy New Year to you all. I don't know why they're all having this accent. We're in America. I love this. Ed Kelly doing impressions of texters. <laughs> he cannot possibly get it wrong and do any random voice that he wants. Go ahead. Let's, let's keep it going for a little bit. Morning, morning, y'all. <laughs> Greetings from Kirkland. That's from John P. Lori says, "Hey, y'all." All right. I love calling it Kirkland. By the way, that's really uh, Kirkland. Kirkland. Yeah. Yeah. It's the home of the Starship Captain. No, uh, it's the home of Costco's <laughs> manufacturing facility. It's my favorite brand, actually. If it says Kirk, Kirkland on the Kirk label, is, is a church. By the way, I love it. Okay, uh, so we're recording this on Tuesday, mm -hmm. January tenth. And um, without a net, without a net. Yeah, it's totally live. Um, if we were if we were uh, acrobats, one of us would die. <laughs> or all of us take the rest of us down as, as yeah, the that, wire collapses. And the last mm. thing that Zip heard was splat. <laughs> Do you hear it when you go splat? 
Um, I said, I didn't say he fell. I was, oh, I was hoping yeah. it would be you. <laughs> it would be me. Yeah. It's everybody's fantasy that the show host takes the tumble. I totally get it. Yeah. Okay. So uh, oof, uh, we'll start with where I am. I'm in Malibu at my son Keith's house and uh, hanging out with the granddaughters. And I knew coming in that this big atmospheric river and bomb cyclone was coming. It's funny to me that uh, these are really relatively new terms in media, right? As if you're a big weather channel follower. Yeah. 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 Bomb cyclone, I think, made its appearance last year for whatever reason. For the first time. Yes. And uh, atmospheric river, are you familiar with that one? Yeah. Well, that's new to me this year. I think I it, think it started out as bombogenic or something like bombogenic that. Bombogenic was a, 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 a bomb genesis or something like that. So why do you think? these i did a little research by the way these are not new phenomenons why are these terms being popularized everything needs a brand it's the it's weather channel it's the weather channel equivalent of breaking news yeah you know what i think i think um i think media really misses trump it's <laughs> cnn certainly does yeah. And they mess Even the mess. Weather Channel like wishes he would once again point to the wrong state <laughs> when a hurricane was coming, <laughs> or draw a circle around, around yeah. a tornado. But seriously, make, everybody yeah. misses him because he was so dramatic, and it was always guaranteed sure. ink that you know people would click on it. So yeah, I agree with you. I think bomb cyclone uh, and um, atmospheric rivers are an example of uh, dramatic branding as part of a competition with social media that legacy broadcast has to deal with. So evening news, you know, there, there's just not a compelling reason to tune in. I, I, here's, here's what I looked at. I, I was like, what is this thing? And so an atmospheric river, and by the way, um, it's a long, powerful portion of the atmosphere that carries water from the tropics near the equator all the way to the North Pole and the South Pole. So the atmospheric river, and it's existed forever, it's always existed, the water has moved over the ocean in the form of water vapor. Zip, is it, it just me or would that make a terrible musical? <laughs> atmospheric river, uh -huh. atmospheric river, it must go North Pole and then go South Pole. <laughs> I don't like that. One atmospheric river can move 10.5 trillion gallons of water per day. That's fun. that's mine. That's gobsmacking. To what <laughs> end? To what end? Well, um, it's just it's just what it is. It's an atmospheric river. Uh, what happens when it combines with a bomb cyclone? A bomb cyclone. An old, that's an old Rush Limbaugh trick. Remember Rush Limbaugh? <laughs> yeah. He would show you he did research by jackaling the paper. Can, can you? You know what I really hate about these bomb cyclones? They're not really cyclones at all. Who are these people? I don't understand why these people make the kind of money that they make. Zip, do you? Uh, is that a golden microphone? It's a golden microphone. It is. This is the EIB network bomb. This is not three people on a laptop talking to two dozen people that used to listen to you in Seattle. This is me 
Rushbow, L. Rushbow. You know that I was you. I'm the most popular you in the entire radio industry. You remember that? You know, Rush. I, uh, actually, I, I can do this. Hang on a second. Mute. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there he goes. There he goes. Yeah. Uh, you ghetto head! How dare you! It's an awesome Rush Limbaugh. Anyway, so when you combine the atmosphere, uh, the atmospheric river, river mm-hmm. with a bomb cyclone, uh, what happens is they call it explosive cyclogenesis, which Zip had referred to this whole genesis it thing. Sounds, it sounds like a punk poster you'd see outside of a venue, doesn't it? What makes it a bomb cyclone is that uh, millibars fall uh, at least 24 millibars in 24 hours. What is a millibar? Oh, they, that's right. They used to Aerometric call it Pineapple pressure. Express uh, until that bad movie about dope came out. Actually, it was a pretty good movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what does all this mean? All it means is that a storm strengthens very rapidly. Hmm. Gets out of hand. Again, why this is branding? Tonight, on the Weather Channel, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. a storm strengthens very rapidly. And then breaking, storm strengthens very rapidly. Not that powerful. Uh, So uh, here in Malibu, I sort of laughed at it uh, because I knew there was going to be a lot of rain. And there's a creek behind Keith's house. And it only flows in the winter, you know, when when the storms come through. And it was going pretty good yesterday. And then they thought we might get four, five, six, or even 10 inches of rain overnight. Mm. And then you worry a little bit because uh, if the creek gets stopped by a log or something and overflows its banks. L.A. is not equipped. Not equipped for this sort of thing. Uh, You will be reading about it and seeing it on the news. There's devastation here. And I have my own personal story of the devastation that happened today. Stock market, crypto. So I woke up this morning. Keith has recently sold uh, one of his vehicles, and so we're uh, we only have one car, and he had to take the car to a meeting this morning. That's pretty devastating. It was devastating. <laughs> um, the fact that to, to to be in a one car household in modern America <laughs> is Especially in Malibu. Oh, the inhumanity oh, the, of it all. Oh, I can't so, believe it. They've only got one vehicle, and they've got a balloon. No Oh, woe is me. The, uh, it, uh, it's a hydrogen-powered uh, car. Oh, the humanity. Dr. Smith. My favorite oh character. Whatever should we do? That, that's, that's where you were close to him. But oh, oh, no. Do. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. So I woke up and I, um, I've gotten into this habit. Every morning I have a Starbucks. It's a, um, my daughter-in-law, Leanne, taught me to order brevet, oh. which means half and half instead of cream. You're speaking barista. And I hate those syrups, like vanilla syrup or caramel syrup. It's just like candy. It's just stupid. But I have become addicted to the vanilla bean powder. Yes, first world problem, Robert. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Rob. This keep is horrible. <laughs> Please, uh, if you have any young children, keep them away from the video cast. This is going to be very graphic. Yes. Anyway, I woke up and there was no car. And I thought, and by the way, Leanne has an espresso machine here. But I just, you know how you are with your morning habit? I, I need that oh little vanilla bean powder, uh, the, uh, the ring on the edge of the cup. And I need it to be a Starbucks cup because I associate that with 
the only thing that even gets me slightly high, which is caffeine these days. You're a coffee snob now. You know that, right? I can smell it now. <laughs> He's an addict. He'll never stop being an addict. He's still recovering. In fact, if, when I do that, I can re be reminded of cocaine easily, too. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's <laughs> half the appeal. <laughs> and that's been a long time. Yes, it has. So, uh, Kudos, by the way. So I decided to do something really decadent, and I do hope Lisa doesn't watch this. Uh -oh. I'll be in trouble. Yeah, again. Because I'm in L.A., or now in any major city, mm -hmm. if I don't have a car and I want something. Forget it. DoorDash. No, L.A. is all linear. You can't, it's not I just like picked, you can go vertical. I just picked up this oh, thing, ordered. <laughs> and I tried DoorDash. Yeah. I tried Grubhub. Nobody. They wouldn't go to Starbucks. I mean, but Uber Eats would go to Starbucks. And so I ordered a latte for today and tomorrow morning. I'll reheat it tomorrow so I don't have to go out. And I ordered um, a little, a, a couple of things. Why do you care about my freaking order? Anyway. I, wanna, I, I do. We do. Um, do, you, okay. do we or do we not? No, the toasted cheese sandwich works for me there. It's a good. <laughs> okay. I'm so and I ordered, and I ordered a latte for Leanne, even though I know she might be personally offended. I wasn't going to use her latte machine, but I did. Because I know that she likes brevet. So I ordered it and thought not much about it, except, you know, it, it's a $20 order and then they tack on $12 in fees and then they ask you to please be generous and tip the guy. And, you know, it's, it's a $40 uh, coffee run, but they were going to bring it to me and it's pouring outside. There's a time Literally There's a time crazy pouring. And then I start to find out what has happened. If you're local, you get these alerts. I still maintain Twitter is the best way to get this kind of breaking news. The Malibu Canyon Road, which goes from Calabasas to Malibu, yeah. has all of these sheer cliffs above it. And whenever it rains, rocks, you are literally could be hit. You're playing with your life driving it. You could be hit. In this case, it was a rock the size of a Ford F-150 truck that fell right into the middle of the road. That road's closed. And so I'm looking at the Uber Eats guy taking off from the Starbucks on the Pacific Coast Highway. On your app? On my app, of course. Because that's how... That's an addict. That's how stupid I am. I mean, <laughs> I have this convenience, but I'm so fascinated by the technology that I just, I want to watch the guy inching to me. I've done that in Seattle when I was at the hospital, like watching the bicycle messenger guy bring my food. And he gets up to that point where the road is closed yeah. and he has to turn back. Oh. And I get a call. Uh, yeah, this is your driver, Paul. And I'm so sorry to tell you that the, uh, the road has a huge boulder on it and it's closed. And I'm going to try and go around and take uh, it's Mulholland Drive. There's like three or four different waves. And, yeah. and Mulholland is made famous in the Tom Petty sucks. So you've heard of it. Mm -hmm. So he turns around and goes Mulholland Drive. So... I do something for a half hour. I ordered this around eight. And a half hour later, I look and he's inching his way up to a turn going across the mountains. <laughs> At least he's not in a helicopter like Kobe Bryant was. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> he reaches another point. 
Yes, we could turn Ed's mic up. Ed, turn your mic up. My mic is up. You know how okay. to turn your mic up? I do. I, do. I slide the rail. That's like better. This. Okay. I'll turn my headphones down. And um, he reaches a certain point, and then he calls Thanks, me again, and I'm like, oh, this could be trouble. And he says, I'm so sorry, but there's a washout here. Oh, boy. I can't go any further. He says, I'm going to try one more way. Now, we're an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> the 405 to the 110. <laughs> Long story short, he gets gets to another spot where a river of mud a foot deep and a hundred yards wide has closed another road it might be closed for a month yeah and i'm I'm thinking okay after this many tries he's gonna say he can't get there and he sort of says he says i don't think i can get there i said you know what if you can't great if not it's just a cup of coffee and then outside his window bob here's (laughs) (laughs) so I literally gave it up for lost and was figuring, you know, I'll get the money back on my credit card. He goes around, uh, it's called Doom Beach. Uh, and he's Perfect. going, uh, he spent two hours bringing me this coffee and toasted cheese sandwich. And his name is Paul. And I want to shout out, he did it in a Jaguar. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jaguar. <laughs> Jaguar? Jaguar. Yes. Jaguar. Well, Jaguar. Um, <laughs> it's funny. I always thought it sounded like a personal insult, like, what a Jaguar. <laughs> <laughs> and I am. Oh, that's funny. So he pulls in, and, you know, two plus hours later, it's through sleet or so. I felt like a heart transplant victim waiting <laughs> on that. <laughs> He's come up with on, a cooler. <laughs> on that organ and coming in the cooler. And. All it was was a, a Starbucks. Oh. Um, the end result is surrounding this area, these landslides, these boulders, and the flooding has done damage all throughout California that'll be in the news. And I just wanted you it to was know this that, morning, the top story yeah. this morning. I just wanted you to know that I'm a victim. <laughs> oh, yes, I feel it. Okay. <laughs> I'm crying as we speak, Bob. Sure. I'm tearing up. All right, uh, we're going to bring on Spike and Joe in just a little bit. I do want to uh, play you guys something freaking incredible. We've known some great drummers in our time. Zip Zip Fell is an awesome <laughs> performer. He can spank. He is. Don't find stuff on the way. Randomly. I, hate, I hate that about Siri. I found this on the way. Spanking on the web? That's not a good thing. No. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, my dear friend Alan White is one of the uh, great accomplished drummers in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And Mike DeRozier, who I was fortunate enough to uh, you know, play parts with the Heart by Heart Band, is also one of the most widely respected drummers. There is a new drummer. Uh, you wonder, like, who are the new stars coming up in the next generation, whether it be politically, someone younger than 80 running for president would be nice, or yes. whether it's... Uh, talent in the comedy world, um, you know, people Andrew's age, like uh, his person he's worked with, Taylor Tomlinson, is now becoming uh, huge yeah, in the sense that, you know, you can be huge these days. And so there is uh, this gal who, uh, the video I'm going to show you, she was eight years old. She's now 13. And she has just moved to Las Vegas which means there's a, a pretty good chance I'm going to get to see her. Uh, her name is, let's see, I've got it right here. Her name is 
Yo-Yoka. Is that right? Yo-Yoka? She's, she's a drummer? Yo-Yoka Soma. Wait, she's Japanese. They call her Yo-Yoko. Yeah, okay. Which is good branding, like bomb cyclone. It's like, mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, like Yoko. You know, I or can bomb cycling. That. Yes. Uh, Japanese drummer... Um, at age eight, she gained international attention for an online video in which she covered Led Zeppelin's Good Times, Bad Times. I think I've seen that. And if it's okay with you guys, I'd like to play it for you. If you haven't seen this, get ready to be amazed. her giggle oh, wow. isn't that the greatest thing in the world wow. she wasn't wow. even using the double bass until the very end <laughs> she didn't oh, need she it wasn't. that's right uh all right my oh. son keith is here and uh, we may just be i have to have a, a quick conversation because our granddaughter my granddaughter hazel is eight so you just got to, you know it's not going to plug in anywhere <laughs> uh, what did you think she's amazing right oh yeah she's incredible yeah i mean 
I kind of don't want to show my daughter that. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Daddy, can I have some props? That's a idea. <laughs> there was no squeak on the bass pedal, though. Yeah. Oh, oh, here so we can see you. Hey, everybody. Hey, hey, I can't you. hear you, so I'm just going to talk over you. Yeah, we can do this. Here. <laughs> oh, that works. No, that's like not going to work. Uh, Keith, uh, I was telling them the devastation of the mass flooding and rocks and uh, bomb genesis and the uh, storm cyclone and the river of rain and the whole thing. Uh, and all you did is just drive around it today, right? Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> we, 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 listened, we listened to some Irish music and we drove the kids to school and it was really fun. Okay. The White Cliffs um, of Dover in Malibu. While we have the fresh vision of that eight-year-old in mind... Um, I, I want to uh, let me just bring everybody in. By the way, we have Spike and Joe now. Um, hey guys, welcome. Hello, hey thank you. How's this sound, Bob? I'm trying to use a new system. Sound okay? Um, yeah. Okay, I guess I can go yeah, back. To the yeah, here, it sounds like a million bucks. <laughs> That's why I'm asking, clam dip? No, it's fine. <laughs> I just got an uh, alert on my phone too. By the way, oh. Um, Uber Eats driver uh, washed away to death because white asshole. <laughs> I mean, That's the tragedies. Good. You guys uh, like Uber Eats? Have you tried Uber Blows yet? That's an amazing. Uber story. Blows. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Before we move on from the eight-year-old, because Keith's got to go back to dinner with yeah. the family, I did want to just tell you a brief story that he and I went to see the new Avatar movie. Anybody else seen it? No, but feel like I have. Wow, we are old and out of touch <laughs> no oh it's just long it's a commitment you know yeah, i haven't got to find that time they this need to put intermissions by the way if you're going to be movies going to be over three hours you got to have a bathroom and a uh, uh snack intermission i mean that's kind of it's kind of tough to expect somebody to sit in one spot for three hours well, you, gotta, yeah. you know Give I think if you warning. get aisle seats, though, you can hit the restroom pretty good. It's kind of like Alaska Airlines or something like that. <laughs> Telegraph that, you know, Avatar love scene real good or something, because I don't got much interest in that. You know, tell me when that's coming so I can get up and go. Um, yeah. Not that I don't mind Avatar love. It's just that's probably the part I would, you know, sit out on. Great to see you, by the way, Keith. I it's so good to time. see you. Happy New Year. <laughs> yeah. Happy New Year to you. Yeah, I think my dad and I saw it to screen, uh, you know, what would be if our five and eight year old were to go see it. And uh, and the answer was a resounding. No, I thought you were going to push the sound effect button. Oh, no. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Ed Kelly's live sound effects. Yeah. yeah. The answer, the answer is oh. no. Don't let your children see this. Why? I, I'll give three uh things away so if you're gonna spoiler alert see it spoiler alerts yeah don't cover your ears cover your eyes whatever um the 3d is worth it i love that aspect i think aesthetically uh they made really great choices but they were very violent 3d effects that i don't know how you get those by pg-13 ratings according to 2023 mpaa Keith, yes, do they, did they have both choice of uh, 2D or 3D at the theater? I think so, yeah. yeah. The The first spoiler alert was an an arm being, uh, pr a, a cable being pressed against where your ulnar nerve connects mm, yeah. on your elbow, and the cable snapping the guy's elbow off and it flinging in midair at the camera. Yeah. 
but to mitigate that, he was a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> you could tell by the motion yeah. capture balls. Yeah. So basically one of the bad guys gets not decapitated, but his arm flung off and they show the arm flinging in the air. And then from that moment, it's like a battle scene in return of the King. It's just all ego, ego, yeah. violent battles. Um, and How unusual for Mr. And Crow. we both looked at each other and, and Keith went, I don't think I'm going to bring the girls to this. And, um, and then afterwards, and by the way, when you go to a movie like Avatar, you have these high expectations because the first one is the highest grossing movie of all time, close to $3 billion. You know why? Why? Because he only makes a movie every 20 years. <laughs> he needs the money. I have a different theory why. Okay. They made the aliens super thin, hot, and almost naked. Um, you I can mean, see nipple. They show nipple, <laughs> male and female. Okay, so much for the kids. Yes, yeah, if, I, if I want blue nipple, I'll go to an old folks home. <laughs> what 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 is this show rated? By the way, uh, it's PG. rated whatever. Okay, yeah. Yeah. W. Sorry, Got sorry. it. S for sorry. Rated no, W no. for whatever. And non fungible. Then, you know, if if you get triggered by uh, bullets coming right at you and a gun aimed right down the barrel of the lens, I live in Detroit. Right. Okay, you're good. That's like rated G then. Um, what was your What was your mother's rating system back in the day? She had G stand for G good. stood for go. PG standed for parental no go. No, she, no. G was good. Oh, uh, P was pretty, pretty good. good. And then it was R was rotten. 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 Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, like but a yeah, yeah, there was just it was all ego. Um, it was uh, let's kill Jake Sully, and then I'm thinking, so that what? Uh, so we can take over and planet and, it, and ruin it. It was yeah. primitive ego. It wanted to just tap into your angry reptilian brain, who was still mad at Trump for all these years, and <laughs> it, it was just so boring. Oh, and let me say something else about it. The previous movie was a pro environmental movie. Mm -hmm. which by the way got some of the woke people the anti-woke people a little bit upset i think some of you may remember that this movie never gave a shit about the planet or the ecosystem it was all military industrial complex mm -hmm. and um it was as if they'd had focus groups and wanted to make sure that all groups were inclusive and no yeah. one felt left out because of the you know, I mean, there was some blatant destroying of the environment, but just necessary I, for a war. I it's think that's a good point. Yeah. I think the only way to have a vision in a focus group is to have no vision, to strip it all away. Yeah. So it's all neutral. So I, I don't want to give too much away, but I'll give the biggest plot point away. Uh, the guy who dies at the end of the first one, it's all in the setup of the first few minutes. And you guys, here you are. You have no intention of seeing it or being. No way. I'm going to go see it. I go see anything with Sigourney Weaver in it, period. Remember the She's evil great. military marine guy who dies, you know, famously at the end inside that robot? Very sure. much similar to what's that other movie with the guys in a robot? Gomer Pyle. <laughs> Robocop? Alien? No, the one with uh, that big famous actor who, who made himself like he, he made Tom himself, Cruise. He made himself a superhero <laughs> with robots. Stop uh, right there, creep. It wasn't uh, right. a text. Robo Robocop? A text no, yeah, I said that. Uh, it's not Robocop. It's the uh, the actor is so rich and famous. Oh, and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're movies. talking about, too. Gladiator. Uh, and he sits he sits inside <laughs> and operates it. It's he. Uh, David, if someone says he was a drug answer, addict, I know who the actor you're talking about. 
But anyway, it's one of those. Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man. Yes. Iron Man. Thank you very much. Drug addict. Iron Man. Robert Downey Jr. Last one, five point quest. He's a gentleman. So anyway, that guy dies at the end of the movie. And he was the villain. And so this was the first weak plot point, I thought, is they had taken all of his memories, you know, from his Facebook and his TikTok accounts and all yeah. of that stuff. Chat GPT. And, and they, <laughs> <laughs> if you can get on. <laughs> they created uh, they created an artificial intelligence version of him yeah. in the Avatar body to go back and fight now that he had the Avatar strength. So that was the big reveal at the beginning of the movie. And, and he went to the same clothing store where they sold the green army tank tops there for the blue <laughs> avatars. Yes. So was it a great movie? Um, gosh, I would still see it because it, it's, it's, so, it's visually fantastic. The beautiful aesthetic of the world was incredible. It just lacked a beginning, a middle and an end. So if you don't mind that, <laughs> yeah. but here's you got three hours right. to look at something beautiful. Yeah. Exactly. And by the Can way, you, as a as a filmmaker and a producer, of course, yeah. he's going to care about how good of a film was. But quick question. I, quick question. What I thought about what yeah. is he? What does he think it will do in billions worldwide? Oh, I'm no expert at, at the, the the metrics on on Hollywood, you know, box office or worldwide or merchandise or digital or streaming or anything like that. But I imagine it will tap into every single streaming service at one point or another. I mean, you can't compare it to Avatar 1 because that's been out for over a decade. Uh, but I will, if we're going to do like fun all in 2023 predictions or something like that, uh, I would say within the first two years, it'll easily strike four or five billion. Yeah, it's a matter. It's a question of whether they're going to release the third one anytime soon to account for the two billion dollar spend that they yeah, I mean, by the way, it, it breaks even at $2 billion and it just crossed $2 billion. And the biggest yeah. movie of all time was Avatar 1, and just uh, it's $2.something billion. So it will be the biggest grossing movie of all time, no doubt. Uh, it's baked in. Uh, there were, uh, Aside from critiquing it as a film, I did mention that the alien nudity is a little <laughs> off-putting uh, to me. <laughs> Uh, I'm an alien. I won't get naked for you, Bob. Well, you're Canadian, which is, yeah, yeah in some way. In some you wouldn't like it anyway. <laughs> but I mean, you guys should watch the first one again. It is the top grossing movie of all time for a few minutes. It's like, uh, uh, it's like incredible what they did is they took a different species and they made it more human than humans. What makes the nudity uncomfortable for you? Oh, I dig in it. I didn't say it was uncomfortable. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable that I dig it, actually, is actually the correct answer. <laughs> it's like, that's a hot alien. I think I'd do that. I, w I, bet, I bet the tail gets in the way when they're trying to do anal. No, I don't want to know. Okay. Here's a line, Keith. <laughs> Let me draw it for you. Line, Keith. Line, um, Keith. I thought this was rated way, whatever. Did, did, you, did you read my notes? No. Oh, having a tail. Was oh, having a tail is oh, next. No. Oh, look at that. They're so, first off, one thing about avatars, mm -hmm. sort of like girls from Santa Monica. <laughs> <laughs> They're all beautiful and thin. That's There's true. no fat avatars. Did you notice that? Right. You None. can't go out on a boardwalk fat. They have, and all they do is eat off the land. And, and then the other part of this is interspecies love, mm -hmm. which was part of the avatar uh, first uh, movie. That's how you you know how jackasses. they did that? You know how they did that thing where you take your tail 
and you stick connect it, it and you connect with the tail the of tentacles the tentacles of another creature and then you go ah. <laughs> getting hot okay. <laughs> so uh, but it I was very sexual it was, it was a very sexual it movie and it's kind of like romeo and juliet it's uh two uh beings that aren't supposed to be together become Being together one yeah. And back to the tail for just a second, if I could finish that thought. <laughs> I doubt it. The tail acted like a thong. Wow. Because they uh, only had a little loincloth covering, really, you know, a tiny portion of Brazil, if I could put it that way. <laughs> Nicely put. And, I, like, I can't believe I haven't heard this kind of commentary, even from the first one. And, and and then the tail, so that so they were essentially completely nude, and it was okay because they were a different species. It's like no one says, you know, puts a put a pantsuit on that cat or that dog because and it's a different species. Winnie but, the Pooh walks around without any pants on for crying out loud. <laughs> Nobody ever says a word. But again, uh, Winnie the Pooh has a, a fupa, dance? though. <laughs> Donald Duck, he's been pantsless for 80 years. That's right. And a wonderful thing is a tigger. Anyway, oh, the, the, the disturbing thing is that they were the creatures who knew how to love and humans didn't. And uh, that, that is still a socio-political commentary that I think is kind of cool. Uh, that's it. That's all I had for that. Um, it's, just, you- it's just so much war and not enough awe-inspiring. Uh, they don't... Yeah, I, I'll leave it at that. I don't want to create any more spoiler alert. No. <laughs> I don't, is anybody, uh, I'm the curious, uh, David, if you're there, are any of the commenters talking about Avatar? Because I can't, I can't run this much. Uh, here's uh, Dustin. Why do they say it cost $2 billion to make the movie? The actual cost was 200 Well, they had a $350 million budget. Uh, the $2 billion is the break-even point after marketing and all of the other expenses that go into a movie. You know this stuff, Ed, right? You work on films. Yeah, I do. I worked with Sigourney Weaver, as a matter of fact. All right. All right, let's welcome Spike and Joe right now because it's a very big honor anytime we have the alumnus of the Seattle show with us. And, uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. Let's, let's They're see. throwing money at us, Joe. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll pick it up. Throw it over this way. Um, uh, uh, Joe has a couple of topics which I'm going to get to in just a second. But first, let's say hi to Spike. How are you doing, dude? What's cooking? I'm good, man. I'm good. You know, getting back in the, the new year. Um, it's funny, the, the holiday season, I viewed it this year, like, I mean, it's always a time to, you know, I think rejuvenate yourself, appreciate what you've got, reflect on the year you've had, come together with family. Um, the holidays are stressful for a lot of people. I don't find that way because I'm married and my wife takes on all the stress. I just get to pretend I'm like nine years old again. (laughs) So I always view January as this recharged launch the year point of view, right? That's how I always pick on coming back from the from the break. But this year we had, you know, at Cairo, we lost Dory Monson like a thunderbolt out of the sky. You know, Dory was taken suddenly and immediately and it kind of torpedoed the side of the ship as far as coming back to work rejuvenated. I felt almost guilty that I was excited to be back because it was such a somber place to be last week. And, and you know, when, when we the week we lost uh, right after we lost Dory Monson, the first week back from the end of the year. So it's, it's, it's weird to try to kind of climb back into normal and do a show that's not, you know, too somber, not too reflective, not worried about heart health and uh, the things that we did that we should have done that were respectfully appropriate to do. 
for the first week and a few, and you know, the few days of the first week we were back. But now I just want to, I'm, I'm aching to be irreverent and to just move on and, and you know, live, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel totally. a little bit guilty about that, but tough no. week. No, I'm, you gotta, you gotta move on. Absolutely. Yeah. Can't let no, we, we, let we've had, uh, we've had just the weirdest weather in Seattle. It went from the hottest summer I think we've ever had here. We had less rain than Vegas from June through October in mm. Seattle. I mean, it was insanely dry and droughty and we had wildfires all over the place because of the lack of rain. And then we had no fall. We've had two major snow events in Seattle before Christmas. So we went from summer, like right into winter. Dry and droughty. Followed, yeah. The that... last, last, last snow event was followed by like single degree temperatures. So the whole city was iced over for a week. It's just been bizarre. Now it's raining like crazy. Sounds like a morning show, dry and droughty. There you go. <laughs> In the morning. <laughs> oh, all right, Joe. Uh, welcome back again. Two weeks in a row. I could be Two spoiled. Weeks. I'm on a roll. Well, it's a kind of a New Year's resolution. It's like connect with old friends. Well, here's a couple old friends and a old couple of, and Zip and Ed as well. I've known Zip <laughs> or uh, Ed for a long time, and I've got yeah. to know Zip just listening to your mm. podcast and stuff. So. Um, I'm happy to do it. All right. So um, we haven't uh, we haven't started this clip yet, but um, we've been talking a lot about social media lately. And Joe brought this up and I, I want everyone uh, to weigh in on this one. Uh, apparently. Uh, social media has been under the microscope ever since Francis Haugen, the Facebook whistleblower, got to testify in front of Congress and then she testified where people would pay more attention, 60 minutes. And then uh, about 10 days ago, she testified at uh, Meet the Press. And there is this huge push to regulate social media, I think is what where we're going with this. And I'm going to bring on Sean Alexander when we end up talking about this more, too, because he could give us a legal perspective. Um, social media clearly... If you if you poll people as to whether it's a plus or a minus for society, the numbers are devastating news for social media. Most people, like 70 something percent of people think social media is bad for us as a species. And um, now that Elon Musk has bought Twitter and talked about freedom of speech, people think more freedom of speech will be even more bad. Um, the school districts of Seattle are doing something about it. Spike, you may know about this too. Joe, what can you tell us? Oh boy. And if Dory Monson were around to, to talk about this one, boy, would he love it. It's a Seattle school district over the weekend filed a 91 page lawsuit against TikTok, Snapchat, Facebook. Uh, I don't want to leave any of them out. Uh, and even YouTube. Uh, and Instagram, if I didn't mention that, uh, hmm. for wrecking our kids' lives, basically. Hmm. They said, look, you've created a mental health crisis that now we have to deal with. Give us money to fix it. Yeah, I think hmm. there's audio. And they cut. cut Joe's mic. Yeah. That's how strong <laughs> they are. Are you still That's there, Joe? That's how powerful they are. No, he's, he's, he's uh, Joe, you disappeared. Hold on a second. I think, I think he might have got muted. It might be my fault. Oh, no, thanks, Zuckerberg. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah, that is very suspicious. A scary, right? Unless he hit it. Did he hit something? Okay, I'm there going go. to remove him and put him back in. Not, was he back? Uh, otherwise known in tech support as rebooting. Yeah. 
Let's see if Joe comes back. You there, Joe? I'm here. Are you there? there you yeah. yeah. That you is got, scary. There, they got some power, I tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you where you left off. You, you were saying that they were suing for damages, but they want them to pay for mental health for the kids now. Right. They said that, you know, they are targeting, and I believe that the, the Facebook whistleblower you guys were talking about was a big part of this. They're, they're targeting kids just yeah. like Joe Camel was with the cigarettes or whatever. Yes. They're exclusively yes. Yes. targeting them. They're figuring out ways to get them to watch, uh, you know, their, their, their sites longer, to stay at their sites longer, and that they're really wrecking these kids' brains. And as a teacher, I got to tell you, um, it's a challenge because I was talking about this. We always, I teach radio and we talk about the stories to report on the news and stuff. And, and I'm giving this one. And I said, you know, it's a battle for us teachers to keep your guys' attention. I said, you know, uh, always you're on your phones, you're on your TikTok, And even while I'm telling this story, I, there's five people sitting there staring, <laughs> you know, down at their, at their crotch basically, because they keep it below the, the thing. Yeah. And I said, even now I see five of you that are not paying any attention to what I say because you're sitting there staring at your phone and they all five kept staring at their phone. That's how, <laughs> how tuned out it, they are. In a show of know? respect for you as a teacher. Right. And so, so I can see that, you know, social media has messed up, especially young kids. And uh, now does the Seattle school district, are they the ones to, to sue uh, it turns out that I'm in education. Schools need a little money right now. Is this is this because, you know, we really feel bad that uh, our kids are, are, are getting so messed up or is it a money grab? And that's where I would lie. It's a perfect Cairo topic. I'm sure you guys have probably already talked it to death, but uh, that's a pretty interesting story. And I'm sure there will be plenty more that will pile on. I think Seattle schools is the first, but that's, be lots Joe, that's, that's the key. I mean, if you're talking about taking on, you know, one thing Bob taught us over the years is whoever's right in a court case, that doesn't matter. Whoever's got the biggest war chest yeah, in a court case is who usually ends up prevailing. And you're talking about taking on, you know, Meta, uh, TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat. Deep pockets. You know, I mean, yeah, together in one in one collective mm -hmm. defense fund, you've got to have every classroom on the face of the earth on the other side, even have a legitimate shot of having a balanced argument. And so let's start that lawyering up. Just let's to bring take on, off, sorry, yeah, go ahead. Just to take off what, what Joe was saying about the effects yeah. on kids. Some have committed suicide just because of campaign smear campaigns. Well, and well they, campaigns. They, they put these um, algorithms out there when kid look kid looks at a video about an eating disorder, mm -hmm. but then that, that's all they get fed is more videos about an eating disorder. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it is um, it is predatory for mon monetized. Let's bring on Sean Alexander because we are bringing up a legal topic. Sean Alexander from uh, uh, the San Juan Islands. Uh, we have uh, Seattle, San Juan Islands, Detroit, <laughs> Boston, and uh, Los Angeles here. I've been people. everywhere, man. I've been, <laughs> I've been everywhere. Uh, Sean, Happy New Year, everybody. Same to you, Sean. Happy New Year, Sean. Quick question for you. Are these uh, lawsuits themselves the punishment in the sense that this is bad publicity for these uh, social media sites or will they actually accomplish something? Uh, it's the start of a big process and they're influencing the jury pool at this point and the decision makers and saying this is a problem and we're taking it seriously a big, fat, thick lawsuit seriously. And in fact, they're taking on some of the biggest players there are. So 
it's a process, and, and this, this is the first step. Here's the question. Are you allowed, Joe, to collect phones at the door at the beginning of a class period? I have threatened to put up a no-sell <laughs> motel where you check, no. your, yes, you check your phone at the door. But I'm a media teacher. You know, yeah. uh, there are ways to use social media responsibly. I would hazard to even say that this might be one of those ways. Um, mm. You know, you can build a great brand. You can get the word out about uh, how to, you know, how to not uh, feel bad. So, so I'm reluctant to take their phones because they're show prep devices. Mm -hmm. Um, but I have kind of insinuated to them that, uh, my one insistence now is when I'm talking, put your stuff down. No, it took me Uh, eight years to get there. Uh, but they're, they're pretty good about that. Usually they put their stuff down, but, uh, it's, it's a great tool, but it's also, a rabbit hole. And I think but what, what if you just had a little basket and on the way in, they put their phones in and on the way out, they put their phones out because you're going to be talking the whole time. You wanted to pay attention. I mean, oh, you, I don't I talk you- the whole time. Boy, they'd hate that. Um, I, I give them a 10 minute guarantee. <laughs> we I, I, hate I, that. Yeah, I, I try. I know you believe me. You guys know I can talk plenty if you want me to. Um, I, I have a 50 minute class on a typical day. I tell them I'm give me 10 minutes and I'll give you the other 40 to get something done. So I try to keep my lecturing to a minimum uh, because what my class is, is a hands-on class. It's getting in a rate. I'm sitting in one of my studios now. The way they learn is getting in there, turning on those microphones and doing their thing. But at some point you do need their attention and it's a battle to get it. And that's, uh, and that's only the, that's only the small part, you know, it's the mental health and everything. And what happened, it was bad. It's been bad since my daughter was in high school and she graduated in 2017. But when the pandemic hit, it even got worse and everybody blamed the pandemic for the mental health crisis. Well, that's because now they can't get out. They can't be monitored. So then they really got lots of time to be on their phone. I had a kid who was like, this guy was a a brilliant, brilliant kid, 4.0 kid, the pandemic hit and all of a sudden his grades plummeted and we couldn't figure out why. And then, uh, his dad finally checked his computer and he had been playing some world war two fantasy game, like, 12 to 13 hours a day. I mean, it was like he'd yeah. just been sitting in his room all this time doing that all through school and everything. So. Screen right, time so, gave him away. Yeah, yeah no. these social media companies are basically in the addiction business just as much as a crack cocaine dealer. Yep. Um, I'm going to play this clip. Uh, you all know who Francis Haugen is. Yes, we do because we talk. The Facebook whistleblower. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, she, uh, Zip turned me on to her. He's like, this She's so hot, he said. <laughs> I sent you a link. That's he all did, did send me a link. Well, that's how the best things are shared online. <laughs> no, Sean, is that actionable, what what Bob just did against Zip? Because if it's not, it should be. Zip more not than at this any- point. Okay. Yeah. We Zip have the more than anybody I know, um, it, it, with the possible exception of Joe, you two are very similar, has this really good heart and... The very fact that we've reached a time where there's fake news and news can lie to you has always troubled him. And, you know, he will routinely ask this question. How can you tell if something is authentic and real these days? Because it's really hard. Well, uh, you sent me this because she blew your mind as far as being able to explain. Right. How the motivations of social media are. 
and the out of control aspect of it. I mean, out of control from the people that designed it. Designed it to maximize your engagement without any moral question about how. In fact, they tried to use, uh, what's that? Is it, uh, Sean, is it section? The thing that protects internet providers like the phone company, they can't be sued for the content. 234 or something? I think it's 230. Yeah. 230, Yeah. yeah. And, and so they tried to say, hey, those are your likes and those are your interests and those are your friends. You picked them and all we do is refer stuff that you like. Uh, and I have a clip of Frances Haugen. Uh, I think it's the most important phrase she ever came up with. And, um, and she was on for like 11 and a half minutes on Meet the Press. But she, she made this one statement about why social media companies are so evil. Let me play uh, uh, evil. Let me play the clip. Here we go. It's when you say transparency, is it, mm-hmm. should the government have to approve an algorithm? Mm. Um, we are at such a basic level of understanding right now. Like I really want to emphasize this. This is like we're back in 1965. You know, we don't have seatbelt laws yet. Mm-hmm. And we're just opening the pages of unsafe at any speed and saying, oh my goodness, there's all these ways we could have safer platforms. We're at that level of like nascent understanding. And so, but we have to have transparency so we can have enough people have conversations about how we move forward. Should government be focused on user protection, consumer protection more than trying to regulate the companies? Mm. I th- that's a great question. Um, right, other industries are kept safe because there is something I call the ecosystem of accountability. Mm-hmm. You know, there's lawyers that understand what a cut corner looks like. There's mm-hmm. investors that understand how to manage for long-term returns. Mm-hmm. Remember, Facebook stock price is down like 70% right, right. now. That's, that's informed citizens like mothers against drunk driving. Mm-hmm. That's legislative aides that understand what's possible. Right now, that entire ecosystem is missing because the social com- media companies hid the information. And so when we talk about should we be protecting users, mm-hmm. We are so far at the beginning that it is difficult to even put everyone at a table and say, this is the menu of what's possible. Let's, de- let's negotiate what the floor looks like. I, I know you don't have as much insight into other tech companies, but should we assume that this uh, opaqueness um, on algorithms and how things work is similar at Twitter and TikTok. at TikTok uh, and at YouTube? A hundred percent. So one of the most important things, Mark's, uh, not Mark, that Elon Musk could do to mm-hmm. prove that he wants to have the public square mm-hmm. is he could publish the algorithms. Yeah. Um, open one, source. Yeah, open source it. He'd have more help. It'd right. be cheaper for him. He'd be more profitable. But companies like TikTok have the exact same problems, if not more so, because TikTok is a company that is designed around being censored. You know, it comes from China. Right. It's designed to amplify things so much that only a few pieces of content make up 80% of all of our feeds. And they manually screen those. Yeah. We deserve to know what those policies are because they're influencing what information we get to see. All right. Well, I'm going to get a couple lawmakers on here yeah. and, and see what they have to say. Francis Haugen, Thank you so much. the Facebook whistleblower. Thanks for coming in and sharing your perspective. Happy to be here. All right. We have a new Ralph Nader, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah. That's He's 88. He could go any day. I mean, we, we need somebody for that position. We need a new Ralph Nader, and, yeah. and she fits the bill. Zip, uh, what are your thoughts seeing that again? No, uh, you know, there, there's another part of that interview that, that uh, she just describes. I think they put up a, a, a fake user, and by the end of the week, in, 
they were totally sampling far right wing crazy stuff or far left wing, depending on which right. direction yes, you were going. Exactly. I remember that. Yes. Basically, they put up a neutral centrist user who didn't do any extremes and they just clicked on the stuff that Facebook sent them and Facebook sent them to the stuff that would make them angry and make them mm. all riled up because that's how you spend more time on Facebook. I, I was arguing with somebody uh, the other day uh, about Dory Monson, of all things, who is a dear a friend, and I every uh, defend to the death his right to be whatever politically he wants to be, uh, whether I like it or not. Anyway, we had a whole bunch of people. Uh, BJ Shea was on there, and we were all agreeing that uh, we love the man, we love his, he loves his family, and he's a good man, and you know we were focusing on all the good things he did, and it was, it was looking like a really nice conversation was about to be wrapped up, and then this user came on, flame throwing all the evils of Dory Monson, and I thought, wow, you're really angry, and I do this sometimes on Facebook. I say, you know, he killed children with his anti-vax stuff. And he said this and he said that. And they're not things he he actually said, I don't believe. So I and he says, it's all well documented. And I said, hey, do you have any of that well documentation? Please uh, give me any clip of audio. And I, and I was ghosted. The guy never came back. So I went to look at his profile. He has one follower. Right. And I went. All right, either he's really, and by the way, you would want to engage me. You know, I'm a patsy for your troll experiment. Feel free. <laughs> I'll argue with you just because I love arguing. Um, but I came to believe that he was probably a bot. Yeah. There wasn't enough information about him. And that the bot saw that the conversation was winding down and knew that if you threw a hand grenade in there, we would engage people for more. Remember us in radio? We knew this. Time spent listening. TSL, baby. Time spent angry. Yeah. TSA. More, more quarter hours. So yes, so I, I was I watched that thread. You saw that, yeah, yeah. I know the guy you're talking about. I don't know. He's a real person? person? I don't know the guy. I don't know him personally, but I've seen his interactions on Facebook for the last four or five years. You've seen its interactions. Mm -hmm. If you want he's to use the proper person. pronoun, he's a good person. He's, he's, he's they're a, a real person. Man. I don't care where they stick their private I think parts. it's a real person? He was from San Francisco and had one follower. Who has that, one does follower? Does that mean? If, Other than me, person, maybe at the end of this show, if I keep does, <laughs> does one follower mean the points are invalid? If a thousand followers, does that mean that does that mean Marjorie Taylor Greene's got three million followers? Does that mean everything she posts up there is solid as a rock? No, Jesus is in all of us. I told totally you. I'm not. I'm not debating that. I'm just no. But what I'm saying is what he said. What because he's got one follower. You it can't makes me suspicious That's well, that he might not be real because I've he seen, wouldn't. I've seen his interactions on numerous occasions, and they're not robotics. I, I, I could be wrong too. Wait a minute. I don't know. Hold on. Now we're going to start the artificial intelligence portion of this. Oh boy. How do you know he's not a robot? Because you could spot a robot a mile away. I said I don't know. I can't be sure. What I've seen from his interactions, and I've seen numerous. I mean, I mean, literally dozens of interactions with this guy with other people. He well, tends robots to argue don't need thing. sleep, by the way. <laughs> followers and friends are different by the way bob you know how many followers you have i don't know one i have you got one? you got thousands of friends but you got one follower how do you know you, this because i just checked your facebook feed you can check it too now your I show has the same thing your show has about two hundred thousand followers if you okay. look at the bob river show 
But if, but you if look he's at a your... real guy, how come there's no information about him and he wouldn't respond to my responding to his trolling? Because you won and he wanted to go find somebody that wasn't as smart as you. <laughs> you ruined his day. To, ah, maybe he Spike's, was real. To Spike's uh, point, Bob, uh, you don't have to accept every friend request, or, or do you? I mean, right. well, followers friend, are different, though, right? I have a fan page. I have a fan page that automatically accepts everyone, and I have right. a personal page that's overflowing with five thousand, and I accepted everyone. But yes, right. But there's only one follower. There's thousands of friends. But if you looked at your personal page right now, you have as many followers as he does. Okay. Okay. I'm wrong. Okay. <laughs> whoa, whoa, I mean, you whoa. may be wrong about this guy being a bot, but you're right. He's, this, this artificial intelligence is amazing. I mean, it's, oh. I, I didn't even know much about it. By the way, it. if all the artificial intelligence did is direct him to this conversation because he could keep the conversation going, yeah. that's enough. And I don't see any reason that these companies who get to keep their completely secret algorithms would not do everything they can to have the biggest return for their shareholders possible within the bounds of the law. Remember when Donald Trump was caught for you know not paying any taxes? He said, that makes me smart. That was an endearing comment. Because and, yes, it does make you smart. If, you, if, you, if you're in business, if you're in the business of love and it's your family and you don't care about whether they grow <laughs> up smart or intelligent or, or uh, you know, uh, whatever, that's a different thing. But in business, you got to play by the rules. Oh, so I want to give you one thing and then I'll let someone else talk. I promise. The thing she said that is a phrase that's been rattling in my brain about how society works is that we have an ecosystem of accountability for most businesses because they can't do things in secret. But on the internet, we have an outdated law that says you're the phone company, you're not responsible for anything that happens right. when the drug dealer uses the phone. You know, Except El in Washington, you are. Yeah. Are you really? Yeah. Is that why this lawsuit may go somewhere? Well, it, it's already gone somewhere because you're talking about it. Right. Okay. That's true. Well, so they're play they, cigarettes. Yeah. That, well, they have their own company. It's a private company. You're a private person asking to use their product for free. And what does that make you the product. when you get to use the product for free? Makes yeah, me you're the product. Slave. Yeah, I'm the product. Yeah. So their ability to use this is totally controlled by their user agreements. And I get asked this question, how do I sue this person? How do I sue that? Go look at your contractual agreement. What is the basis for you having a beef with them? Um, but in free speech, there's in Washington, you're responsible for any damage you cause with free speech. And it's you're allowed to say and speak and write on any subject, being responsible for what you do. That's not uh, very Jeffersonian, is it? <laughs> we no, we're a populist state here. <laughs> it's the ecosystem of accountability. Do you like and, that? And, and then, yeah, and and in with regulators, when there's a regulation of an industry, it doesn't matter whether it's coal, oil, internet, they tap the industry execs to help them regulate. That's how we ended up with uh, Ajit Pai, I think it was his name. I can't remember. But he was from Comcast and Verizon and came to control the FCC. Came the That's FCC a, chairman, yeah. Yeah, that is what we call a captured industry. It means the industry has captured the regulator, and, and, and now they have a very friendly ear in regulation. That and is a so, constant stream. 
So it goes with the medical industry too, with the medical it, profession. All Absolutely. industries. It's all yeah. regulations. And that's the ecosystem she was talking about. Mm-hmm. The tobacco industry was defeated in California, though, when they were using candy-flavored uh, nicotine. And they were marketing it to kids with billboards in the school districts. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it can be done, though, right? Yeah, absolutely. It can be. It takes strong will. And what is that? That's when you get a bunch of people to understand the real problem. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways to do that is a highly publicized lawsuit that gets everybody talking. Well, C- Seattle School Superintendent Chris Reichdahl said uh, just the fact that they've got this thing in the public arena, to Sean's point, and, and we were, if we just get these social media companies to look at this and see it as a problem, We've made progress. We've yeah. we've already won. I'm optimistic. I actually think the ecosystem of accountability is going to work on Elon Musk. I think it's working uh, belatedly on Donald Trump and the Republican you mean, you mean Party. World record holder Elon Musk. What do you mean, world record holder? The, the Guinness Book of World Records yesterday recognized Elon Musk as the person who has lost more money than any other person in the history of the world. You have to have more that to lose more. And by the way, I'm just, I'm just telling you. <laughs> to which I say, I admire that kind of entrepreneur. Yeah, you got. Yeah, absolutely. We've been still the to... second richest person in the world. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying they acknowledged it. Most of his products and advancements have been to the betterment yeah. of the human condition. So, so look, look, at, look at Bezos. Like he's he's folding up uh, so many. Uh, Amazon Fresh and Amazon Go locations, and he's going to lay off 18,000 people in Seattle. How but he, he can afford to make mistakes. You know, yes. most businesses fail because you get in and try it, you make a mistake, and you don't have the capital to write out the bad ideas. But Bezos, he can make, for every nine bad mistakes, if he gets one good one, he'll be fine. Well, who wins big in the casino? The guy that walks in with a $100 bill and lays it on black. That's you know, the house. <laughs> The house wins. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, the house does, but when, when there's the the exception, it's usually the guy that takes the longest shot. Um, with the not that any of you pay any attention to Twitter, which I've been using more just because Elon is controversial. Yes, and you follow. Uh, but they're making some amazing product uh, feature changes. Uh, he's just proceeding on like all of that was just, you know, of no concern to him. And... Um, and I don't know of anybody who's left Twitter. I know people who say, well, I also have a Mastodon account now <laughs> where nobody is at. And, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, whether, whether it'll work or not, I, I have no idea. But, but he's talked both publicly and privately about how freedom of speech does not mean freedom of reach. And some of the bigger um, alt-media um, commentators are saying, He's no different than any other media. He's going to play in the ecosystem of accountability, and he's going to control the media, and he's going to do it for profit. Uh, but um, you know, he's not creating this evil, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? The evil um, conspiracy theories get promoted. He's not going to. He's not going to do what torpedoed Facebook to a seventy-five percent stock loss this year. He's not going to do he's that. Not he's not creating TNN. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, anyway, that's interesting for me to watch because I own a Tesla and it's literally um, next to my smartphone. Um, the most amazing product of my entire lifetime. And uh, and seriously, once you've once you've driven an electric car for a period of time, 
all other cars really look like they should have a crank on the front or they should have a half moon on the front like an outdoor bathroom. <laughs> you run, they run by a still built on the back trunk. <laughs> hey, Sean, there was, there's a text or a, a, yeah, a comment on the show. The thread here asks, can a minor consent to a legal agreement of usage? You mm. talk about how Twitter's a private company mm. and their user agreement, if it's, we're talking about minors being affected no. psychologically. No, a, a minor can agree to certain contracts for food and housing if they don't get it from their parents. But other than that, it's only enforceable against the parents. Oh, bing, bing, bing. Doesn't that make this lawsuit a, a, a little more toothful? Well, if you harm a child, you're going to be answering to the authorities. Oh, so yeah, the, regardless of what the previous internet laws said. Right? That's right. Well, part and of the it, lawsuit, the TikTok, uh, they said there are 16 million users under the age of 14 on TikTok. And that is uh, that was part of the basis of this lawsuit. I think one of the things is this may bring awareness to get some of the laws changed. If, say, for instance, they they go to trial. And it comes out, there's been a bunch of damage done, but then they find that the law does not hold the defendant responsible. Well, that's how you get laws changed. When they look at, say, well, you know, they did all this stuff and it was horrible, but it wasn't against the law. You just, that's where it goes to the legislature and they start drafting laws. All right. Two things to close the show out with. Anybody have any New Year's resolutions? I'm going to call my parents more. Okay. That's oh, that's good. a good one. I wish I still could. Actually, I got I got one left. So I got a few. That's I got how you call your parents, Joe? Yeah, there you go. You know they <laughs> have an email. Not to sidetrack, but I saw a wonderful piece on a local news. They have a phone out in the middle of the woods here, where you go and you you ring it up and you get to talk to whoever you want to uh, so out that. there. And it's a big old pretty tree out in the middle of the woods, and it's like a memory remembrance tree. Oh. And he can go and talk. And uh, uh, somebody whose child passed away, they put that there. They started going to talk to their kid, and then others did. But mine are always, you know, my resolutions. I mean, if you've been listening to us for years, they're pretty to much eat the more same. And sit in the chair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, the the, the uh, I got to get the diet. Under By the way, control. you got through this whole show without eating. You must have <laughs> eaten, uh, eaten before yeah. you came on. Intravenously. <laughs> I have really cleaned oh, up the eating, and I mean, and I'm serious. I am rocking, man. And and there I can you tell you, uh, I went to the grocery store. I took take my uh, stepmom to the grocery on Saturdays, and they had coconut cream and chocolate cream pies for two dollars and 99 cents i'm talking a whole pie marked down from ten dollars and i i passed i just said you know i don't even want that pie well, you passed gas passed out what did you pass i passed on the best pie deal i have ever seen in my life yeah I mean, because these were good pies too i think it must be in january everybody says i'm not eating pie they're like we got all these pies what are we gonna do and they made them 299 and i didn't i didn't get it so finally after a week of eating clean uh when the get seahawks it, played on sunday i told kelly i said we need to step this up we need to reward ourselves a little i lost a lot of weight this week and we ordered wow. chinese and i ordered a tofu noodle soy salad uh just it is just tofu 
with carrots I was and say celery. Six hundred thousand people on the East Coast just threw up. <laughs> it was amazing. It tasted so good. That's why I know I really turned the corner here. I'm passing up on the pie. I'm there actually enjoying a tofu right. noodle salad. You sure so, you need uh, the container? It came in by mistake. And... <laughs> no, no, it, it happens yeah. all the time. Yeah. I got to tell you, Dim Tai Fung. I'm thinking about going with did, the cucumber salad next. I don't even like cucumbers, but there's something that's happened to my palate. Maybe it's getting old and afraid no. of dying or something, no. but all of a sudden healthy foods tasted pretty good to me. Jeff I've been to the lunchroom. I, went, I finally went to the lunchroom here at school. We got the best food ever. Best uh, Mercer Island is our community. Best restaurants, the lunchroom. I got a chicken Caesar salad. I mean, usually I would get those homemade cookies or that, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. So I'm really happy. I mark it, what, 10 days into the year, or whatever. Um, my resolution is going good. Now, I was going to say, you know, food and exercise, yeah. and I haven't exercised yet, so I think yes. that's not that's not breaking the resolution. That just There's means I have still three hundred fifty-five days left to start. <laughs> <laughs> so once I start, then if I stop, that's breaking the resolution. I'm just right. kind of, I'm phasing things in slowly. You can't surely. break it if you first yeah. don't make it. That's, I like that's right, it. Joe. Yeah. You know, Anybody the more you do eat healthy, the more you will enjoy it, and the more you will taste. And the more yeah, and that's, used to that's what it, it was like. Man, this actually tastes good and yeah. i would have never in my life you know i'm a general zoe's chicken you know anything that you can put some breading around and put in the fryer and throw some sweet sauce on that's my version of chinese food but but we went with the healthy stuff and uh i was just as happy so i'm, I'm gonna try to keep that up try to i went to uh my bar to uh watch some football and uh I had a chef salad and a soda water and lime. So were, uh, were people checking your temperature on your forehead? <laughs> well, I said, you know, they they were. I mean, they were ready to bring me my usual, and I said, no, <laughs> soda water and lime, you know, and uh, they kind of look at me. But yeah, it's January. He'll be back. Um, is your name you know, Is your name Joe? Probably will be. You know, probably will be. But uh, right now, I'm feeling strong. Good. There you go. How about you guys? Anybody making any? I made one, life changes. If, if I may, I, I, I made a resolution to have less stuff at the end of every week than when I started. Yeah, because you're a hoarder, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah. We, we yeah. purged our storage unit in October, November, and we've been going through the house, and I've taken more stuff to goodwill. Do, do you yet have no storage unit? or did you No, just I, I got a smaller storage unit. Smaller storage I mean, unit. It, yeah. it cut, the, cut the bill in half. I literally went half the size of the old storage unit. But hey. we're, 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 our goal is to get rid of that tube for the end of the year. Bob, Storage units, stuff, hemorrhoids. Yeah. If you get a smaller one, it's a, it's a step in the right direction. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's good. A zip, do you, <laughs> do you have a New Year's resolution? No, oh, I think I already mentioned it. Just uh, staying upright and breathing. <laughs> day day. Honest <laughs> to God. Seriously. Try that tofu yeah, noodle last salad. Year, no, no. Yeah. Dial back the sodium, Joe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and the sugar. It's in everything. Well, when you eat tofu noodle salad, you don't live longer. It just feels longer. And that's <laughs> yeah. uh, mine has been to reach out to people I haven't spoken to in way too long. Sometime, in some cases, years or since I was retired. Uh, because the Dory Monson uh, experience reminded me mm-hmm. uh, that, uh, you know, I thought, oh, I'm going to be the next one to croak. But uh, apparently I wasn't. Uh, it just reminded me that uh, time is precious. And and a few of the people I reached out to, you know, like sometimes you reach out to someone you haven't talked to for a while. You ever notice this? Like you reach out to someone, it's been way too long. And then when you reach them, they're pissed at you because you never reached out to them. 
<laughs> and I don't have the presence of mind to say it takes two not to reach out. You didn't yeah. reach out to me either, yeah. you a hole. And um, <laughs> and in this case, everybody was just like a wonderful conversation and thrilled. And I realized I have this freaking Rolodex. And I have had been blessed with so many great people in my life that this year I want to uh, connect with a bunch of them. Um, all right, final thought. And this uh, story also comes from downtown Joe. Um, I never knew. I'm pretty sure none of you ever knew unless you've seen this clickbait kicker story that there are both male. It's all about gender, right, these days. There are both male and female M&Ms. Yes, I've known this. Have you known I, this? Yes. Yeah, the M's I have know. Come on. What? Well, the female ones are upside down. On the the M's have nuts. This no, the M's have nuts. That would make sense, yeah. but I don't think yeah. that's it. Joe? Well, I never looked at them very close. I just ate them. So I <laughs> Gender, who has time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yes, there are the, 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 you know, the little cartoons that are the M&Ms. They That's, have some males yeah. and they have some females. And this month they have new packaging and the, and the headlines everywhere is M&Ms new packaging causing a stir because they're taking the female ones, which is, uh, I think, the brown one and the, the purple one. And they're, they're putting them only the girls in, in the, in the package and they're flipping them over. And the, the thing says supporting women flipping the status quo. So it's the purple one, the green one and the brown one. And, so are they uh, so, W's and W's? Is that the thing? <laughs> no. Yeah. So, I get it. M and M W. Oh, so I didn't even think about that spike. Maybe that's, maybe that's part of it. Cause instead of an M it's a W. Well, but I didn't know. Uh, there's lots of people upset for lots of different reasons. A lot are like, "Why you make the women stand on their head? Why can't they just, you know, be up?" But the real, the crazy part is, uh, Fox News says uh, one commentator says, uh, "This is just opening the door for China." This is, uh, you know, that that uh, while we're sitting here talking about M and M's, the Chinese are going to steal all the minerals in the world. We need to. <laughs> You know, this makes us look weak to the Chinese, which I, I agree. Do you think I so? Think this is I there's nothing to this story. It is food covering. There is no genitalia. Of course, <laughs> questionable about the avatar characters too, because yes, I haven't they, seen they, they sexualize them. Yeah. Yeah. But they have they're sexualizing M and M's. Yeah. Uh, virtue signaling in the US has reached a new low. As far as I'm concerned, I agree with the right wing on this one. I totally do. Yeah. So so I, the bigger question there is, you know, as we spend all of our efforts on equality and equity and inclusion, and China just steamrolls ahead by exploiting their people, throwing folks in labor camps and progress, 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 they're winning the world. Does, does Fox News... So you believe like this Chinese? M&M promotion is about inclusion? Sure it is. Hmm. How is sure it going to help? Um, if somebody feels like they're finally being represented in something that's been around for decades... Wait a minute. M and M's are going to empower I'm not, me. I'm not saying. I'm not saying it's me. Look, you their goal. Know, you never their goal know is, what. Their goal is to include everybody as a diabetic. Their goal. <laughs> candy. Hey, I'm not saying I'm buying yeah. M and M's because they've got you know cooties now or, or cooters or whatever they put <laughs> on your M and M. I don't know. Sure. You know, uh, I'm not saying I'm going for it, but there are people out there. You never who, go for who, a cooter, no. You know, well, you know, which I, I was a big fan of Dukes of Hazzard. Um, <laughs> I, 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 but that, that my question was is all the time we spend on inclusion 
are we wasting our time? Are we spinning our wheels? And is that making us fall behind the progress toward oh, the last I, resources of the planet to I, other countries? I have an answer. I for mean, you. for example, for example, in the in the, yeah. in the congressional Re- Republican Congress, right? One of the new committee chairs is going to dedicate himself to ridding the uh, the waste of wokeness in the military. Oh. They think that's a waste of resources. Well, the military now you've, having now you've conflated training. two different topics. One involved Hardly. the sugar candy and the Hardly. other involved real no, people. No, 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 but no. Let me let me answer this. Uh, if the question is, do we need more love and does that make us more or less powerful? My answer is always yes, we need more love. But a, a, a candy company sexualizing um, a, a, something that first off melts in your mouth. <laughs> Not in your hands. So you're saying it's been sexualized to you for quite a while. Uh, this already... is the most demented McLaughlin, McLaughlin group that I have ever witnessed. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. um, this, their marketing is working, and it's working yeah. on you guys. It's yeah, working right. right now. Yeah, absolutely. We have to Sean, it's been up. so great yeah. to have you. I mean, yes, we've yeah. got Thank to be I think they're anti-sexualizing because, the, I mean, the men and the women were all con- in one package together. Now it's <laughs> Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Mike hasn't started railing on this yet, but where are the they and them M and M's? That's got to come next. That's well, what they call next. they and them's. They and them's. They and them's. Yeah, they and them's. All right, that's great, Bob. On that note, thank you very much for watching us. You can always, yes. I got so I got so trolled. I'll make it brief. I got so trolled. I fell for the biggest marketing scam of the last year easily rolling stones top 200 vocalists of all time rolling stone magazine put up their top 200 singers of all time and, and did billy eyelash make number one and that's billy eyelash was like number one she was in the 190s she died okay. that, she made the a, list the number one of course was aretha franklin aretha franklin as it should oh, have been absolutely i like that that's great yeah but when you've early, got early when you've aretha. got barbara streisand at number 147 Mm. Courtney Love at number 130 and mm. Ann Wilson not on the list at all. Oh no. Did the I dancing raisins it. make the top 200? <laughs> no, but the female M&M did. And, and are <laughs> they male raisins. and female Singing or raisins. are they all just well, <laughs> my I, I get so worked up on air about this, right? Yeah. Uh, that I'm like, oh my God, I just got so trolled. All, all Rolling Stone wants is for me to talk, get pissed off and Rolling talk Stone. about this. Yeah. And I fell for the biggest hook in the ocean. You know? But I isn't it, it isn't this stuff a little refreshing compared to, you know, dealing oh, with real issues like absolutely. nuclear war and all that stuff that might be around the corner, but let's absolutely. not know about it. And I thought about you, Spike, because Sting didn't make the list. And I, I thought, know. You know, Sting Stephen Tyler Sting. didn't make the list. Sting didn't make the list. And Wilson didn't make the list. Mm. Quite a few people didn't make the list. He sent yeah. out an SOS. It's okay. Well, but, it's but uh, Courtney Love did. Um, Save our songs. And I'm going to do a spike. I'm going to jump in before we go. I want to thank Ed for the city of Detroit. I think you might have at the beginning, but uh, if it weren't for Detroit, we wouldn't be waiting for a playoff game this Saturday. So thank you, Lions, even though they didn't have much to play for. I've always liked the Lions. Now I love the Lions. And I don't know if you guys watch the football on Sunday beyond, you know, whatever city you live in, but uh, it reaffirmed to me God's a sports fan. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that, you know, not only that, but that Buffalo game, I mean, I, you know, the first thing they did was run a kickoff back for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Then they did yeah. it again. And mm-hmm. the second one did look like divine intervention. It, mm-hmm. it looked like somebody was picking tacklers up and flinging them away. I mean, it was really 
I think it was God's work. Um, I really do. Uh, <laughs> saying, hey, I, every, a- I know, I know that that's right because every time the Lions lose, you should hear the number of people that yell, "Jesus!" <laughs> <laughs> but then last night, I'm, it's uh, I don't think necessarily God is really a man who sticks to one faith or another because. Uh, Georgia Bulldogs played Texas Christian University. And what was the score <laughs> spike? It was 65, uh, 65 to 7. 65 yeah, to 7. It was, yeah. yeah, it was the Georgia Bulldogs changed the name to the Lions where they took the Christians out last night. It was, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was nicely so, played. Yeah, so the, the Lions are, on, uh, are, are in his oh, favor. Lions. But, boy, the TCU, Lions. I felt bad. I got a bunch of kids down there. I don't know what the pipeline is from our community to TCU, but uh, – but they, I've never seen such a such a whopping as, as last night. Yeah. Uh, yes, thank you, Detroit. And here's hoping that by the time you hear this podcast, the Seahawks playoff run is still continuing. Yes. We haven't won a Super Bowl since the Like 50s. it's not looking all that <laughs> incredible. Hey, we've already lost to San Francisco twice. We And by the way, that atmospheric river – Keep it coming. I don't want to be I mean, I don't want any, you know, bad right. stuff. But it's a mud bowl of all mud bowls. Yeah, yeah. We play pretty good in the rank. All right, Joe, you and I are going to hook up, and I'm going to show you how to use the streaming software and teach it to your kids. Listen to this podcast anytime uh, on demand by going to one of our Facebook pages. You can also go to that uh, Thanks, you know, that thing that has the red arrow on it that I can't mention on Facebook, or the algorithms will blacklist me. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, you can follow us, like us there, uh, and you can listen to us wherever podcasts are heard, Spotify, Apple, all those places. The show will be on within a couple of days on demand with audio. We much appreciate you hanging out with us. Thank you. Goodbye.